Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, 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 welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Tywana Wilson. This show serves as your virtual learning laboratory. So I am so excited that you are here. Myself, along with my fellow leaders, week after week, we'll be giving you those practical tips that you can use in both your personal and professional lives giving you those nuggets that you can take action on today. Because what I know to be true is that there's so much content out there. There's so much information out there. And we're going to give you bite-sized nuggets that you can start to apply and put into practice right away. So each week I have a new leader, a new mentor who will be sharing this virtual stage with me. And these leaders are their leaders, their coaches, their mentors, their authors, their educators, their managers, their entrepreneurs, and they're all from diverse backgrounds, from various industries, living all over the world. So I am so excited about that. I just thank you for coming to our virtual laboratory and learning with us tonight. So come on in to the virtual lab, make sure you introduce yourself and let us know where you are from. So let me introduce our leadership mentor for tonight, who is joining us all the way from Alabama. So yes. I'm very excited about Miss TJ Tawana Everhart, who will be giving us some tidbits today. She is my Greek sister. Yes, we yes. Have, we have made different <laughs> choices, but we have made the right choice for each of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, so, thank you so, for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining, for answering the call, for coming back into the laboratory with oh. me. Course. You know, I yeah, and, and I love talking about leadership. And yes, hello, my fellow Divine Nine sister. Um, for those of you that can see me, I'm pretty sure you can see what choice I made in the salmon pink. And she has on blue. I, I mentioned that, that she had on blue, but... Okay. Now, see, here's the thing. You know, <laughs> we always have a little, we always have a little friendly back and forth. Yes. But yes. we know that, you know, the women in my sorority. Uh huh. You know, we can wear any color and look good. So today, that's what I heard. So happen to be blue with that's my what pearls. I heard. That's but what I heard. You know, I have my crimson and cream. You know. That's yeah. That's <laughs> you. You're absolutely right. The great thing is that we all have a common goal, and that is that we uplift our communities and and the, yeah. So yeah, it, it's just friend, friendly banter. But yes, my salmon pink is on for you today. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you showing up with your best. I really do. <laughs> Always. No other way to come. No other way to come. All right. Well, if you are. So, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so let me just do a, a, a proper brief introduction okay. so that people will know who you are. I'm not going to give too much away. Yeah. Just a little bit. And then people can, you can tell more about yourself. Okay. So Tawana, you know. Listen, our names are very similar, you know, yes. so you know she must be awesome. So I know, Tawana, right? 
T.J. Everhart has over 20 years of operations and management experience within companies such as Wells Fargo, Fidelity National Information Systems, T-Mobile, and others. She is a sought-after consultant, trainer, coach, mentor. You see, I'm bringing you all the best across the United States who can make even a serious topic regarding leadership. And we know how important leadership is and employee issues and make them fun and engaging. Her signature training is on emotional intelligence. I'm the leader. So what do you mean? I'm not perfect. She's a blogger, a podcaster. Her podcast, Life Ain't Fair, redesigned it and the co-host of the Ops Manager and the Lawyer podcast. So without further ado, T.J. Everhart. But first, before she jump into her presentation, let's see who we have in the building who's joining us. Yes, so who's we, joining us? Yeah, so we have my fellow sister scientist, Lona Gordon-Small joining hey, us. Hey, Lona. Hi, Lona. Nice to see you on here. Thank you for joining us. So Lona is joining in. Lona is one of the co-hosts of the Elaborate Topics podcast. So let me do a plug and do some announcements. Elaborate Topics podcast is a weekly podcast that airs a new episode every Tuesday. So it actually aired an episode at 4 p.m. Eastern time today, each and every Tuesday that gives medical professionals practical tips they can use inside and outside of the laboratory. So Lona is one of the co-hosts of that. And she also has her own weekly show on Thursdays called Lab OPEX Live that you can catch on LinkedIn and all of the social media channels. So thank you, Lona, for jumping in and joining us today. So please, everybody, continue to jump in, share this broadcast out. You never know. You could be the key to open up somebody's door, and they may not have known about tonight, but you do. So share it out so that they can know and learn from Miss TJ as well. So TJ, I'll let you take it away, where you'll talk about being an unstoppable leader. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. And if you will allow me to share my screen... I am ready when you are. It's on. It's ready for you to go ahead. All right. So we're going to talk about being an unstoppable leader. You know, uh, there's a lot of things about being a leader. There are some people that are in the role uh, just because, you know, they were pretty good at what they do, but they probably should not be in leadership. So we're going to talk about one part of leadership, and that's emotional intelligence. I don't think a lot of times that we think about how important it is for our emotional intelligence as an, a leader to be kind of high. So I always say this topic, I'm the leader, and I swear I'm perfect. So Coach T, I need you to tell me if people, as they're looking, they're like, yes, I'm the leader, and I swear I'm perfect, or they know somebody that's like that, because surely they're not going to be talking about themselves. Okay, I'll make sure. <laughs> yeah, you let me know. They're going to be like, no, I know somebody else. But before I start talking about that, let me let you guys know who I am. I do have a Bachelor of Science in Liberal Studies and a Master's in Management, as Coach T mentioned. So I have over 20 plus years in operations management, several Fortune 500 companies. And what that means is that I have managed large divisions, large departments with a lot of people under me. 
I've had 250 under me at one time. And one thing I was really, really good at in the corporate world that was taking underperforming teams and making them high functioning. But I did that through my leadership skills. And so now I travel all through um, throughout the U.S., as mentioned, helping organizations meet their operational goals, their performance goals. And I do that with a focus on leadership. We have to talk about the leaders. I'm also the co-owner of Capture It Training Solutions. So if you want to know really who I am, I'm the fixer. But what I'm going to do is fix your leaders. So as you're leading people, if you're in an organization and you've decided that you want to be the leader, most of us should want a championship team. Um, you should want to be the Super Bowl winning team or the I don't know, basketball, NBA team. You you should want a team that not only meet goals, they exceed goals and they smash them. But how do they do that? Well, it doesn't happen by happenstance. There are strategies to winning in business. And part of that strategy is developing people. So it's so funny to me that there are times when people, there are leaders, but Coach T, there are some people that don't like people. There are leaders who actually don't like people. And yet, if you haven't recognized it yet, it's your people that's going to get the job done for you. So we got to start with um, developing people. But before we do that, so let's talk about emotional intelligence. And I know sometimes you're like, what does that have to do with being an unstoppable leader? So emotional intelligence is your ability to control your emotion, ex um, express one's emotions, handle interpersonal things. Um, that's It was developed by Daniel Goldman, PhD, Dr. Goldman. And there are four basic components to it. Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. So it's really your EQ versus your IQ. Now, I'm going somewhere with this because I'm going to talk about emotional intelligence. So when you think about emotional intelligence, Coach T, and everybody that's watching us, I want you to think about behaviors because you're going to be an unstoppable leader. But before we talk about you, let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. All right. So I'm going to throw out some characteristics, Coach T. And as I throw out these characteristics, I want everybody that's watching and, and listening to us. If I throw out a characteristic, I want you to say, mm-hmm, yep, I sure do. I know somebody that's just like that. Then you're going to be like, mm-hmm. All right. But these are characteristics of individuals with low EI or also known as EQ. Okay. They receive a lot of complaints about their behavior. You're going to be like, mm-hmm, I know somebody just like that. They have a problem holding people accountable. You ever know a leader that they're just afraid of holding people accountable? I know it's not you. I'm just saying those other people, those other leaders. You ever know anybody that has a hard time separating their personal life from their professional life? So if something bad is going on at home, they're going to bring it to the workplace. Anybody know anybody? You said, mm-hmm, I sure do. They're indifferent as it relates to the task. Like, I'll get to it if I get to it. And if I don't get to it, they'll be all right. They don't like change. They're highly resistant to change. Nope, if this is the way we've been doing it. I've been doing it this way always. And I'm going to keep on doing it. Anybody know anybody like that? If you do say, mm-hmm, we sure do. Put it in the chat. Just say, yep, I sure do. I know somebody just like that. Gossipers, oh, they keep up a lot of mess. Just always talking about folks. Know anybody? Put it in there. 
know anybody that's a know-it-all, you can't tell them anything. They know everything about the job. I've been doing it for 25 years. This is how we do it. I know how to do it. I have 25 degrees, so you can't tell me how to do it. Know anybody like that? They don't like to handle conflict. You know, there are some people that look at the word conflict, and when they see conflict, they think about fighting. Conflict doesn't mean fighting. It just means that there's a, we're at an impasse. So they don't know how to handle conflict. If you know anybody like that, and Coach T, if they're, if they're responding, just let me know. Say, yes, mm-hmm, sure do. You know anybody, people just don't like working with them. Oh, my God. I remember back, back, way back in my days, I would be like, oh, if I saw a person's car, you know how you pull up to the parking lot and they're not there. And you'd be like, whoo, it's going to be a good day today, honey, because they're not here today. When they come into the room, all of the air is sucked out of it. You know anybody like that? I know it's not you. You know anybody like that? They only think about themselves, never about the team. They're not receptive to perceived negative feedback. So all of us, you know, I know we're perfect, right? We do everything good. So you can't come to them about anything that they may need to be working on. I call them opportunities, but they see it as um, negative feedback. You know anybody like that? They operate in unethical and illegal behaviors. No, it's not you. But I'm just saying, if you know anybody like that, just be like, yep. They take everything personally. It's all about if you if you have a conversation with them about something that they need to correct, they take it personally, not look at it professionally. These are all signs of low EI or low EQ. They have a hard time delegating the task. Micromanagers, they don't think that anybody else can do the job as good as them. They lack empathy for people in their situations. Your grandmama died. Okay, what day you going to have a report sent over to me? Know anybody like that? You don't know who is walking into the office or on the Zoom these days. You know, we used to walk in the office, but now it's just the Zoom. You don't know what you're going to get today. They may be a happy day. The cat is doing great. The dog is doing great. And so the day is going to be great, but it may not be. They don't listen. And if they are listening, they're listening to respond and not to understand. I call it like the double dutch. Jumping in, they just waiting, waiting on you to stop talking. Soon as they, soon as you stop talking, I have an answer for you. So they're not listening to understand; they're listening to respond. No, this their way or no way. Very inflexible. They don't know how to talk to people, and they will easily blow up on you. And they don't have accountability for their actions. So. Remember, you're trying to build a championship team as a leader, but we're going to talk about low. We're going to talk about emotional intelligence as a part of you being an unstoppable leader. And so as you would, as I've gone through these behaviors and I know you thought about other people, right? Well, any guess on who is them? Now, you know, I put that in quotations, Coach T, and I did that for real. When I say any guest, who is them? Who? I know that's not grammatically correct. And remember, I do have a couple of degrees. But any guest on who could be those people that have some of those attributes that we just uh, spoke on? 
Dun, dun, dun. Ouch. Some of these. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. See, it's real easy for us to see that stuff in other people. But just as we saw those things in other people, and when I said, do you know anybody that's like that? And um, the name probably came, the picture of the person came into the head. But guess what? Some of these people and some of those attributes are the attributes of leaders who are leading people. And I often say that you can't expect your team to operate in their success when you operate in your weakness. Let me say that again. You can't expect your team to operate in their success and be strong when you operate in your weakness. So if any of those things somebody's told you is about you, let's keep talking. So the first part of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. It's the awareness of one's own personalities or individuality, the knowledge of your own personality or character, looking at the man or the woman in the mirror, just like Michael Jackson said, you have to start with you. If you want to be an unstoppable leader, meeting and smashing goals and having teams and departments and an organization and a business that's unstoppable, Let's start with the man in the mirror. Because why is self-awareness self important? Because you're the coach. And uh, how is the, how's the coach going to tell anybody to do anything when they're not doing it themselves? So when you decide that you're going to be self-aware and recognize that although you are the leader, you are imperfect. All of us have our strengths and our weaknesses. And it is not enough for us to just recognize the strengths and the weaknesses of our team members. We have to start with us. It helps you to build trust. It removes the boss mentality. It increases the morale of the team, increases the team's performance. It makes you accountable. Failure to do so is costly. Now, I know a lot of you have probably heard LinkedIn and Forbes have said it. Most people don't lead bad companies. They lead bad leaders. And customers leave bad companies with bad customer service. And it is very costly to you as a leader. Let me remind you, it is very costly to have turnover, to replace an hourly employee or a salary employee. It's very costly when all you could do or should do is fix yourself. So how do we increase in our emotional intelligence? First of all, accept the feedback that you've already been given. We'll say that again. Accept the feedback that you have already been given. So listen, I always give this story, Coach T. I know it's going to be hard for you to believe this story. But I would, <laughs> it seemed like every job that I got. So I would most of the time be a leader externally. So I would be, you know, hired in as an ops manager over people, right? Everywhere I went, I would get the feedback that my facial expressions were harsh. And my facial expressions 
made people feel like I wasn't receptive. And I'm like, who facial expressions? I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. That they, that you, uh, what you mean? My facial expressions. I mean, I don't even know. What do you mean? I'm the most, I am the most open person in here. I'm an open book. My door is always open. I don't even understand. Can you see my face, Coach T? I don't even know yeah. what y'all talking about with my face. <laughs> So I don't even know why does this keep coming up? Well, what do you mean? Why does it keep coming up? So one time I did this feedback session. I used to do this feedback session called Start, Stop, and Continue. You may have heard it before. And so I would ask my team members to go into the conference room or wherever they were and tell me what they would like for me to start doing, stop doing, and continue to do. And so they would go in you know, anonymously and give me this feedback. So I would have on the doggone stop doing, the stop would be like, stop looking mean, <laughs> stop looking uh, unapproachable. And then it got to the point <laughs> where they wouldn't write it individually. Girl, they just started putting check marks behind it. So when I went in there, it was like 25 check marks. Like somebody <laughs> said, oh, yeah, they already put this one on here. Let me just check behind it. Check, check, check. I was like, for real? So I had to recognize that. So, so what I did with that feedback. So anytime you do a feedback session, there's another nugget for you. If you want to be unstoppable, you want to ask for the honest feedback. And those that are high, those of us leaders that are high in emotional intelligence, we understand that we have flaws. We understand that we're not perfect. So when you ask for the feedback, be receptive to what they say. So it doesn't do you any good to ask for it if you're not going to follow up. So I sent an email out and I said, hey, I keep getting this feedback about I'm not I'm not welcoming and I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not welcoming. And I really thought that I was. So can somebody, I said, do you guys mind meeting with me about 10 of you to let me know what my issue is? And they was like, we sure will. They didn't mind telling me. They was like, girl, we sure will. What time you want to be? <laughs> so <laughs> I did the meeting with them and I was like, I don't understand. I think that I'm very open. I am the type of leader who will, I, I like to train leaders, great leaders, build leaders. So I'm always giving people the tips on how I got to where I am. And I'm always, you know, growing people and developing them. And so I said, so what, what would make you think that I'm unapproachable? And they said to me, they said, TJ, you have the resting bee face. <laughs> the what who me <laughs> they say yes sometimes you walk through here as if you are mad at the world and I'm like are you serious and they say yeah I said can you give me some examples of when I do it and so they say yeah like if you're going to the restroom so I, okay so where I sat and where the restroom was, I had to walk past everybody to get to the restroom. So I was like, oh, okay. And I recognize sometimes I had been on a call. I may have been cussed out by, not cussed out literally, but chewed out by a CEO of a bank somewhere else that we were servicing. 
up for hours and some, you know, all these fires. And I had to go to the bathroom. So I'm getting off a call. I'm running to the bathroom so I can get back on another call. And someone may stop me. So just imagine you run into the bathroom and then somebody say, TJ. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. First of all, why are you stopping me? You don't even report directly to me. You, your manager reports to me, but yes, how can I help you? Plus, I got to use the bathroom, all those things. <laughs> and so I said, you know what, guys? You are absolutely right. Because I am one of those people, if you do, if you guys know anything about the DISC personality styles, I'm a, I am a very strong D, but I have C tendencies and those are the thinkers. And so once I'm thinking and I'm in a mindset and a mode, it bothers me to be interrupted. So when I get interrupted, you're going to catch whatever it is at the moment when you interrupt me. But it wasn't enough for me to say that's just the way that I am because I recognized I was hurting my team by being that way. So I asked them, I said, okay, all right, you're right. And then they would come in the office and you, I'm working, 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 look up and somebody's standing there and I'm like, what? So, okay. So what I decided to do was I said, all right, can I ask you guys to not stop me if I'm running across the room unless it's an emergency, unless it's urgent and you can't get to your manager? Because remember, their manager reported to me, not them. So they was like, OK, we can do that. And then I said to them, if you want to talk with me, I have an open door policy. But instead of just popping up, can you send me an IM before you come? And I will tell you what's a great time for you to come and see me. And I promise you, when you come, I'm going to be smiling and so happy to see you. And they was like, yep. And then I put a mirror on my desk so that I can watch my facial expressions. So I promise you, leaders, I'm not the only one who has problems with facial expressions. You're right, TJ. I listen. <laughs> I've been told that a time or two, too. So I totally understand what you're saying on that. And I know for me, when I'm in deep thought and I'm thinking about something, you could tell. I mean, the wheels are spinning. You Uh can tell uh it. And my husband, what are you thinking about? Like, listen, I'm trying to make sure I say the right thing and not just pop off or not say the wrong thing. And yep. it, you're right. It does show all in your in your face. And you need to know your style. I'm a strong C, so I See? like some details. Uh-huh. And when you come with that quick, I want to get to the point. Yes. Sometimes abrasive. It's like, whoa. It's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, you know that as a leader because you learn the styles of the people that you're leading, right? So I would then know that although I'm a strong D with C tendencies, I do move fast. My business partner, oh my gosh, she worked like she's an attorney. So it takes her two days to come to one conclusion because attorneys are used to digging deeply and I'm on to to item number seven on our list. So (laughs) then I had to understand though, it's not, that's not her flaw. That's who she is. And that I had to 
adapt myself to understand her style. And that's the same thing here. If someone is giving you the feedback, you can't just say, well, that's just the way that I am. And y'all just need to get over it. Not if you're trying to be unstoppable, because guess what? That's going to stop your team. They're not going to want to work with you or they're just doing it to get you out of their face. They're not build, you're not building a championship team. And so you have to say, OK, and that's not that's not my only flaw. I'm just you we don't have enough time for all of them. But I just want you to know I'm great now, just forever. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> so believe it. And Christina, who's in, sorry to interrupt, she's okay. uh, jumping in uh, from New York and she said, yeah, she's a, a D and a C combo. Yeah, so, so we get on people's nerves, Christine. We we get on their nerves. <laughs> yeah, she said she had to adjust. Christina is a fellow medical laboratory scientist, so she yeah. needed to adjust. And that yeah. was hard with I and S's. And in the oh. laboratory, most of our people are C and S. So okay. when we get yes. a D, it's not really good. Yeah. <laughs> <not> yeah. Good. <laughs> yep. And so for right. So as we, you know, you continue to grow when you recognize who you're who is on your team, right? And you recognize manage to your weaknesses. I know that probably makes no sense to people, but when I say that, recognize your weaknesses and don't place them on your team members. So Going back to the di the disc, and, and I have a workplace development training company, guys, and we talk about one of my courses is building a championship team, and we talk about the personality styles. So the D are those of us who are, you know, we move quickly, we make decisions quickly. Um, we may not always need the details because we're managing so many things at one time. Where if you have an S on your team, this person is really slow with moving. And they, you know, they they just, they're not, they're not, they're, they're just not in a hurry. Yeah, well, a D... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're very compliant and they don't ruffle feathers and things like that. So mm -hmm. it's great to have all styles on a team. But I can't say because this person is slower than me that there's that this that's not good for them. No, that's who they are. But I am the leader. And it is my job as the leader to learn how to operate in my own style and manage to the others and recognize my weakness in the, as a D is that sometimes I don't, as a D, sometimes we do think we know everything. That's our weakness. Recognize that. And then be emotionally intelligent enough to understand and own it and say, okay, so if, if the C person tells you you didn't do it right, you can't blow up. You probably didn't do it right. Moving so fast. Ask your team to give you honest feedback. <laughs> You heard me when I said honest feedback. If you have an environment where people don't feel like they can give you honest feedback, that means your environment is not psychologically safe and your culture is not a culture of psychological safety. So now you have people that's just smiling and coming into work every day, but they really don't like you and they really don't like what they're doing. But there's fear of retaliation. 
And that is not how you build an unstoppable team. Your team has to be honest with you and say, like my team would say, TJ, you send us a thousand emails in a day and then you want a response in an hour. Well, that's unrealistic. That's unrealistic. So ask your team to give you honest feedback. And I want you to be receptive to what they say. And maybe some of you may need to take the feedback. Don't respond to it the same day. Go drink you a little something. <laughs> uh, take you a little time off. And really evaluate it. Ask your customers for feedback if you are a business owner. Recognize that you have strengths and weaknesses. I know you're the leader. I know you're perfect, but you are not. And every personality style has its strengths and its weaknesses. You have to recognize them. And when you have your weaknesses, own them. Jot down those emotional triggers. Remember, God, I was saying like, you know, it bothers me when I'm in my thinking mode and then I may not be the best um, leader at the moment. Jot down those emotional triggers that, you know, these are the things that kind of bother me. And then when you do that, you'll be prepared and you can kind of action plan against them. So for me, it was, you know, can, instead of you popping up in my office, can you send me an IM and I'll schedule some time for you? Like those I personality styles who we love. I's are, you know, the team go-getters, the let's have a party, the socializers. They want to talk to everybody. We need those people. They rally the team together. But when, oh my God, they can work a nerve like none other for a D who wants to get the job done and a C who needs to be quiet because they're thinking. Study take courses, and shift your mindset. And when I say shift the mindset, shift your mindset from thinking that you're perfect and that, you know, you don't need to fix anything. It's them and not you. When you think about, I want you to I'll go back to um, being an unstoppable leader and a championship team. So your role as the leader, you're the coach of the team. And I know you guys know I'm in Alabama. I know she mentioned that earlier. I'm in Alabama. So I want you to think about the great Nick Saban. I know. Come on. Just say if I say roll tie. So, <laughs> but one thing about it, uh, Nick Saban is an amazing leader. But when you think about the great football coaches or any of the other coaches, the coach has a part, though. So the coach is standing on the sideline calling the plays. He can't win the game by himself because we all know that there are some good coaches with bad team members or, or bad, yeah, bad team members. There are some wonderful teams with bad coaches. So it's not enough that the team be great and the coach suck. <laughs> and I meant to say it like that. It is not enough. You as the coach, you need to be just as strong as you expect your team members to be. So that's what I have. That's, that's what I have. So do we see any questions out there? So the, the audience was very engaged on that. They said yes. They knew people. You know, until you like kind of like bust our bubble. It was like, yeah, I know those. I know those people you talk about, and I was thinking too, like, yep, I seen some of them today. 
<laughs> you I did today and then yeah. you're like okay yeah point that finger back at yourself and that's like, oh, okay yeah i saw her today too <laughs> well let me if you share the screen one more time i'm gonna pull up my so how they can get in touch with me uh, just if anybody if you want to screenshot this um this part of the presentation and uh you can always find me let's see i guess it's coming up you can visit me on my website at www.tjeverhart.com if you slide down on the very first page, it says schedule a free 30 minute consultation with me. Listen, if you want to talk about, you know, building up your leadership style, I'm here for you. And uh, on that very first screen, it says work together or work with me, something like that. Schedule my calendar will pop up and um, you can schedule a time that works for you. If you also click on courses or training, you'll see the upcoming courses that I have. Uh, my partner and I, we have Capture It Training Solutions, and our goal at Capture It is to help organizations be on the offense instead of a, the defense of employee issues. So you can see all of our upcoming courses there. All of this can go from my website to the next one blog post. I have some downloadable resources there. Here's the podcast. You can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts. Social media, follow me at TJ Everhart. And yeah, take a screenshot of this. And that's me. So now I'm done. That was awesome, TJ. That was that oh. was great, great knowledge. I love you. you. You said several great things. So okay. I love the part about you want to ask for honest feedback. As we all know, feedback is a gift. And so you, you have to ask. You don't want to just assume that, you know, that you're doing a great job. You don't want to just assume that, you know, you just never know. So feedback is a gift. And that that's something that I have uh, have heard from many of my mentors. They say, you know, asking for feedback. Yeah. Manage, manage into your weakness. I thought that was also a great nugget, too. And then you said you can't expect your team to operate in their success if you are operating in your weakness. I thought yeah. that was pretty, pretty good. As well. Yeah. So you want you want this team and you and you're holding them accountable to be in their strengths and do these great things. Right. And yet you are do i need to pull that list back up you know do i need to pull that list back up <laughs> you over here gossiping or you're over here you know they don't know who's coming in the door that this day so don't it can't be one-sided the 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 unstoppable leader is building hopefully i mean i would hope that you would want your team to be a championship team, a star team, that we're doing great things. Well, it can't be one-sided. You can't be the coach that don't know how to call plays, but then want to be a winning team. So, yeah, you can't expect them to be excellent, and yet you're operating in all of your weaknesses. But, you know, a lot of times, look, Coach T, I made those mistakes and sometimes we do that, you know, when you're early in your leadership role, you know, you, you know, I know me early, I'll say, you know, just real gung ho. I'm the boss. You know, I know it. Right? I don't, you don't know what you're talking about. And um, made a lot of mistakes. And so I've learned a lot through all of the years 
that this is the number one thing. First of all, you've got to be able to manage your emotions. It's not all about you. Your feelings can't get hurt because they told you they didn't like your shirt today. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree. You definitely got to manage your emotions for sure because your people play off of your energy. Mm -hmm. We do got a couple questions uh, from the audience. Okay. So Christina says, what is your advice for an S and an I type personality who might be under the leadership of a D? Yeah. So first of all, the the S and the I under D's have to understand that the D personality (laughs) styles typically don't think that they have an issue. (laughs) They're typically really um, strong people, which is good. We need we need them. I would say for the S and the I. I would ask the the D manager, are you open to feedback? Can I be honest with you and say to them, this works best for me if you could talk to me, if you did this for me. One thing about um, D personalities, they sometimes get really easily offended. So you don't want to go in, and this is with anyone. Let me let me fix this. This is for anyone. No one wants to be attacked. You do this. You do this. You're like this. So I always say, if to the D personality, if you are S, I would say to them, you know, it works best for me if you could. Um, you, it just depends on what they're doing. If what they're doing is bothering you, you have another solution. I would say to them. Um, you know, you know, uh, TJ, it would be best for me. What works best for me is not that you just bust in here asking me to do something. What works best for me is that you, you know, give me a few days to get things done so that I can think about it. So, Christina, and I would learn more about that personality style also. So for yourself, so that you can see where angle they're coming from, and then you can kind of adapt your style just a little bit and have that conversation with them. I would agree. I think it starts with the leader. And so I know yes. my style is, I'm the hard C. I, I really don't don't want somebody that's coming and being very blunt and being very like to the point all the time. Let me say that because yeah. I have to play in the D space just because of the role that I'm in. Right. But what I would say is it starts with the with the leader and really understanding your people. You know that your S's and your I's, they're going to be not confrontational. They're they're going to want a little bit more information. They're going to want a little bit more chit chat. They're going to want a, a little bit more of how to care about my family. They're going to yeah. want a little bit more check in. And so I think depending on your team, you're going to have to, you know, kind of set the tone like, you know, this is my style, but I'm open to to your style and how best you would like to be treated. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. At the end and see, of the day, this is a, is another tool to to help you. Yeah. And so since and, and Christina, I'm not I'm not sure if you are the the D manager. But if you are the D manager, then yes, you absolutely have to understand that you. So I used so the personality styles I do when I do this training. This is what I do. It's so funny. I do the training, and I 
break people up into the groups that they are. And so we have the task-oriented group and the people-oriented group. The S and the I's are more people-focused. The D's and the C's are more task-focused. So I break them up into the four quadrants, and then I have them realize, okay, so then I will have them point to, so, so all of my C's point to the group that bothers you the most. And most of the time, you'd be surprised that they point, though, to the opposite of the orientation. The, the, the task-oriented people, it bothers them to deal more with people-oriented people. And the people-oriented people, the task people bother them, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So for me, like the, the I's and the S, so I had to learn to manage those individuals based on who they are. So my I people, they like to talk and they like to chit chat and they like to go all around the room. I would save if somebody, if I had to have a meeting with an I personality, I knew that this person was going to do a lot of talking. So I would save them for the end of the day. So I wouldn't be rushing them because I would want them to stop talking, but that's how they do. They talk. Then, you know, you can't be like, hush. You know, your head be like, oh, hush. But they're just social people and we need them. Thank the Lord it's not a room full of C's or a room <laughs> full of D's or a room. You know, it's so good that we have all those styles because it would be quite not fun to have D's and C's all day long. It would be so quiet. Nobody be smiling. It, it just <laughs> Everything would be, be serious. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so blah. So I'm very thankful. And then we love the S. Oh my gosh, you can give them things. They're like, absolutely, I'll do it for you. And and I, they're so easy. They're like the wind beneath my wings at times, but Lord. So hope that answered the question. So what do you think about 360 evaluations? Do you recommend those? That's another Absolutely. question. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. My organization, we we do them also. Oh, absolutely. And it is through those 360 um, feedback sessions. Um, I would say that a lot of times you may want to bring in a third party to do it for you. People are more likely to be honest in the feedback than they are when you do them internally within your company. Just do this though, do something with the information. I have done them with organizations and as I'm talking to the clients, you know, the, the employees, they'll say, we did this before and they don't do nothing with it. So what's the reason for us to say anything about it? We've had these before and nothing was done. So with anything, if you want to be effective, you've got to follow up with the people. So yes, do the 360, but put an action plan in place and let them know that you heard them. Let them know, hey, we got the feedback. It was not good. We heard what you said and here's our action plan to fix it. Absolutely. I think with any of the surveys, any of the assessments, if you are not planning on doing anything with the information, then you're right. Stop the, wasting the time. Is, right. <laughs> <laughs> the team is like, like you got this information and you've done nothing with it. Like you've not adjusted, you've not put a plan in place, right. nothing has happened. So and I, I agree. You have a 
big problem in your organization if people are unwilling to participate in those surveys, if people are afraid to speak, and you'd be surprised, we probably would not be, but you'd be surprised how many organizations the employees are afraid of retaliation. That is not the engaging culture you want to have. If your employees are just coming to work, they are afraid to talk, you have a big problem and you need outside help for sure. Because I have, we've done um, surveys before and very few people even participated out of fear of retaliation. That's not a psychologically safe culture. I did have that at an organization where we did the 360 evaluations and the manager could put in so many people into that 360 and then you could select so many people to participate. And you're right, people did not, for whatever reason, some people did not want to participate at all. Like some yeah. people would, they would give their honest feedback and you can tell it was coming from a place of help and not a place of hurt. But some people, they was like, I'm, I'm just not doing it at all. Yeah. So and, you're, and you're so absolutely right. So you're missing an element as an unstoppable leader building a championship team, and that's called trust. Trust is mm -hmm. paramount. If you if they don't think that I can be honest with TJ, how can they trust that I have their best intentions when I do have to hold people accountable or when there is change? So there's a there's an issue um, if you're doing 360s and people don't want to talk. One of your basic foundations for success is cracked, and that is trust. And that's what emotional intelligence, it helps build trust. Go in and take this, take the cape off. Take the cape off and say to your team, I know I have some stuff I need to work on. And I want you to help me. I really do want you to help me. Because first of all, they'll be like, you for real? You just talking. No, I want you to hold me accountable. I used to tell my team, hold me accountable to my facial expressions. That means if I'm looking crazy, I want you to say so. So I could be, I will be walking through and they'll do stuff like this. Like, or I'll be in a meeting, you know, I'll be in a meeting and just, and we were supposed to be doing this. And how many times have we said, and I could see them like, and then I would say, I'm sorry, guys, because I asked you to hold me accountable to this. And obviously my face is not good right now. So ask them to hold you accountable. Why, why can't you be accountable? Why are you so far above that you don't think that you should be held accountable to anything? What, what is that? That's boss-like. And that's, that's not, this generation ain't hearing it anyway. And most of us not dealing with that kind of stuff. So. You're right. It's definitely different in the workplace. People are not dealing, they're with, dealing uh, with that. They're not taking it. You know, it, no. it used to be, well, you know, she's like this and she's always been like this. And, I, and I'll just deal with it. People are not no. dealing with it. They are leaving your organizations and they are not looking back. And it's hard for you to find good help and, and for you to uh, <laughs> write debrief with an action plan. Absolutely. Come back with a plan. So it, it's hard uh, for you to find qualified help. You'd rather lose good people because you refuse 
to develop in yourself. And I don't, and I even say that to HR managers. A lot of uh, managers are, you know, HR, you're getting the feedback about these leaders and you are doing absolutely nothing about it. And the turn of your attrition is high, things like that. You, you have to hold people accountable. Let's see. How do you gain trust as a new leader in a new organization? Yes. So I always started off in a new organization with, ask t I would introduce myself. I would tell them, hey, I am TJ and I have a problem with, you know, like you do AA. <laughs> and so let me tell you, I have a problem with my facial expressions and Here's what I want you to do. Hold me accountable. I am a person. I care about you. I care about. And so you start having trust is built by relationships. Talbot. Is it Talbot? Trust is built by relationship. So I would do one-on-ones with people and the one-on-one -on -one conversations. I would have them come into the office and I would say to them, listen, I don't want you to come into my office just when things are going bad or, or be afraid that the only time I call you in here is when something is bad. I'm just going to schedule some time with us and I just want you to tell me how things are going. I also want you to tell me what you need. I also want to know where you where are you going with your career and what can I do to help you? So it's all about relationships, building trust comes from building relationships. So Tabitha, take this time. You're new to the organization. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Now, I, now don't go too personal, but you can tell them something about yourself. Hey, I'm from here or I'm from wherever. And just tell me something about you. I agree. Your people definitely want to know who you are. They definitely want to see you and they want to know you. So I, I definitely and, would, uh, agree. And, and make your word your bond. If you say you are going to do something, do it. Nothing, nothing destroys trust more than that. And make sure you hold everything in confidentiality. If someone comes to you in confidentiality, they must know. It will stay where it needs to stay and it will get only to the people that need to know it. Trust is destroyed by gossiping, talking leaders. Absolutely. And Tanya said there will be a significant drop in workplace lawsuits if more leaders were strong enough to ask their teams and direct reports to hold them accountable. So I think that was a, a great one to end out on our, our time. <laughs> yes, Today, that's my time partner. I know, right? You know, I could talk <laughs> about this all day. So this is what my partner and I do. If you guys need some help, though, seriously, if you have some challenges, this is what we do. This is what I do. This is what we do. So our time today is coming to a close, but let's say thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you to our mentor this week, TJ. She so has shown us and told us. And if you didn't get those practical examples, if your face is like, oh, up. Uh, <laughs> 
if you are not pointing that finger back at yourself, but no, she has showed us how to be an unstoppable leader and how to build an unstoppable team. And so make sure you connect with her, you follow her, go to her website, tjeverhart.com. And you can find out more information about her. Make sure you tune in next week where we will have another amazing leader. We'll have Stephanie Whitehead, and she's going to be talking about how do I say dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. (laughs) Sounds real good. Yeah, so you got to tune in. So make sure you tune in each and every Tuesday where we will have a new mentor in our learning laboratory. As Benjamin Franklin says, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. So investing in yourself and being here tonight is one of the single best things that you can do because your knowledge, nobody can take it away from you. That's the only thing that you got that will keep growing and developing over time. So we thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you like this broadcast, share it out to somebody that can uh, use it. And TJ, you got any final words for the the viewers before we check out of here? Thank you all for listening and go be unstoppable. Go be great. Don't just be a leader. Be a great leader. Yep. And visit us at CaptureIt.com. You can find all of that on my website. All right. Thank Thank you you all so much for tuning in. Until next week, I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly. 